0: Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you The Ryan Holtz Show Podcast. Uh, Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Ryan Holtz Show Podcast, sponsored by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, You know, I'm really excited to to kind of uh, have this new friendship. Heartbeat Hot Sauce, if, if you have watched the show Hot Ones on on YouTube, it's a it's a phenomenal show in the sense that, you know, they, they basically, you know, bring on notable people like celebrities and whatnot. And they just sit down and chop it up over, over tons of hot sauces. And what I love about the show is they've managed to take like a very, very high level celebrity and just break them down as a, as a human being. And I feel like the conversations are, are cool because of that. That being said, uh, my wife and I were sitting there, we're watching the show, and they're going through all the different sauces, and they come to Heartbeat Hot Sauce, which I have right here, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear that they're from Thunder Bay, Ontario, which I'm Canadian, and you know, I mean, I just, as soon as I see a company that's Canadian, you know, my heart always, I'm devoted, and I just thought, I gotta reach out to this company. Fast forward, I'm sitting here with Al, Al, introduce yourself, my man, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, man. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, I'm stoked to eat some wings with you right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So so Al is Al and his team are going to be uh, sponsoring our show, and uh, and we're extremely excited. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to eat some hot wings right here, and we're going to talk a little bit about the sauces. We're going to talk a little bit about the inspiration behind some of the ingredients, and then we're also going to talk about some of. I really want to get Al's reaction to people like you know Daniel Radcliffe, aka Harry Potter, eating his sauce. And just thinking, you know, wow. Now, Al, correct me if I'm wrong, but in 2016, you were still considering kind of quitting your your sous chef job and going into this full time. And then fast forward to 2020, you have multiple employees. Your product is being eaten by some of the most famous, notable people in the world in less than like five years. Like we're just starting 2021. How the hell... Does that happen can you just give the audience some context before we begin
1: man I, I wish I could tell you honestly but it's a <laughs> mystery to me so <laughs> no, you know what? you're right like uh, it was a few short years ago that uh, I, I was considering uh, you know starting to step away a little bit from my what was my career at the time as a cook um, and and pursue what was uh, at that point uh, a bit of a, a side project Who is my, my now wife Nancy and, and business partner um, and I sort of set a, I set a five year plan for myself at that point. And the goal was in five years to cook part time and and make hot sauce part time. Mm. And, uh, about 10 months later, I ended up stepping away entirely and taking on the company full time. Um, and now just about, yeah, three and a half, four years later, we, we have 17 employees and uh, we're shipping hot sauce all around the planet. And like you said, we we're watching people that we've grown up, Watching on movies and uh, you know musicians eat, eating our products on uh, on YouTube and it's a trip, man. It really is. Like um, I wish I had a concrete answer to how this happened, but I really don't. It was just uh, a, a project of love and passion that uh, got attention from you know the right people at the right time. The market was was you know on its way up. Um, hot sauce was in. We were getting into the market just at the right time before there was too much white noise and saturation from 10,000 startup companies hitting the market every week.
0: No doubt. Um, So we were able to,
1: you know, yeah, I mean, that's the reality these days, man. Like I'd say any given day we get, you know, three, four, five new startups adding us on social media um, yeah. that are just, you know, get, getting into the game and, and uh, you know, kudos to them. I think that's awesome. But. Uh, I feel like it's a it's a tough sell at this point with with how how full the market is with new companies trying to trying to make an impression and uh, that's not easy to do. So we, we got in at the right time, I think, and um, we've got great products and and I'm proud to say that. You know, I think our products stand out in the hot sauce world, in the food world, um, and now we've been able to. Get into you know some some new new areas of the media through hot ones and and just mm. some of the, the partners that we have through sponsorships and uh, and you know collaborations and stuff like that. We've worked with breweries, we've worked with athletes, musicians. Um, mm. You know we do podcasts. Uh, mm. It's it's uh, we're trying to diversify and just uh, get out there and get in people's face as much as we can. You know in a in a in a polite way, I guess I can say. <laughs> I
0: appreciate I appreciate you, man. I, I love what you guys are doing, and it's you know your grassroots. I find you extremely humble for for the for i don't want to call it quick success because i I know there's no such thing but if we do look at the timeline i mean you guys have had some massive success in a very short period of short rapid rapid growth uh i want to start off let's take our first dab here i am doing the pineapple habanero uh so we're gonna dab it i want you to give me instructions on what you think is the is the best way to dab this thing here and uh and then as we're eating it if you can tell me a little bit about the ingredients there's any kind of inspiration behind this one i'm gonna yeah, dab it sure. quite hard here yeah and let's get after it there we go oh i like this. Ooh, this is fun how can i do Make another uh podcast format after this al like everything else hey, is gonna hey. be kind of boring
1: <laughs> Eat, eating wings with people on the internet is apparently a, a hot thing to do
0: so mm. <laughs> cheers mm. cheers man mm. 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 Mm, that's good Hmm. <laughs> Wow. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, what, <laughs> okay tell, me, tell me what I just ate. And I want to preface with, can you tell me why for you guys, because there's so many different styles of peppers and kinds of peppers, depending on where you're from in the world. Why did habanero for you guys really stand out? Well,
1: when we first started, um, the, the way the whole thing kind of started was we were – Working with a local farmer um, in town here, and towards the end of the the pepper growing season, he um, he gave uh, gave the restaurant a whole pile of hot peppers of, of all kinds that restaurants weren't really um, you know buying. So we we had um, a huge variety of, of peppers you know sort of dumped on us, mm. and we started experimenting with a lot of different ones, and we found that through trial and error. Um, we, we landed on the the red habanero, the Caribbean red habanero specifically. Mm. We found was the, the most impressive flavor and, and heat balance. So we kind of focused on that, made that, um, you know, the, the, the pepper we pursued a little bit more in terms of like recipe development and just, just playing with it, learning about it. Um, it just has this incredible bright, fruity, vibrant uh, flavor and, and the smell of it. When you, you crack a fresh one of those open and you put it up to your nose, it's like... It's, uh, it's an experience that I can't really, you know, articulate. Um, it's just the, the sensory experience from it is amazing. And, mm. you know, maybe that's just for us, but I truly find it, it remarkable, you know. Um, and the whole habanero family, really, uh, there's it's a brilliant mix of, of heat and flavor. So to us, it was the perfect thing to approach the hot sauce with, as we did want to be a very flavor-forward sauce, but still hot enough that people that want that hot sauce experience will, will be mm. satisfied and not completely underwhelmed that it's like, you know the same heat as ketchup or something like that, but uh, but still it's, big big punch of flavor.
0: It's really interesting because you know, I, and I went online and I, I read a, up a lot about you guys, and I read and the first thing I like to do is go and read reviews because I want to see I want to see and hear what some of your customers are saying about you, and a a, a really big general consensus I get is you guys have managed to really tap into this middle ground where maybe you have people who are hot sauce freaks and are going for the burn, and then you got people that are like, whoa, 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 I'm not a hot sauce person at all. And what, what what's, you, you seem to have married uh, these two different uh, characters and kind of sat in that middle ground where you've introduced people to hot sauce, and they're like, I actually really like Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Like I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a spice head by no means, but for them, I like what they're doing, and I find there's flavor. And then you're also still getting street cred from you know, hot sauce purists, if we want to call them that. And they're like, yo, like, no, no, no. These guys still got some kick. I enjoy it. I like it. How the hell have, is that something that you were kind of prior to, you know, opening up Heartbeat, that's something that you kind of were like, you know, I, I, I'd I, like to find something that kind of satisfies both palates.
1: Yeah, no, you, you, you summed it up perfectly. We, our goal was to create a hot sauce that was a hot sauce and, and would satisfy the people that want the heat and, and our, our, you know, real hot sauce fanatics, which was, that was us. Like myself, Nancy, and, and uh, our whole team here now are all, we, we love hot sauce. So we wanted something that, uh, you know, tick the box when you want a hot sauce, but we wanted to bring more flavor to the game than, than we felt was readily available. Not to say we're the only company out there making big, bold, flavorful sauces. There are lots of great ones. But, um, you know, at the time that we went to market, there were definitely fewer than, than there are now. And uh, even now, like, so much of the hot sauce market is is novelty, both in appearance and and um, heat. You know, it's yes. it's a, uh, yes. a a prank a prank level of heat, more yes. so than uh, yes. something you're gonna put. Like hot sauce is meant to go on your food. You know, we yes. want to put this on food. You don't yes. cook shitty food that doesn't taste good. So why would you put something that doesn't taste good on it and and ruin the food? So Absolutely. you know, enhance the food, bring more flavor to it, bring new flavors to it, and bring complementing flavors. So we've tried to make these with. You know the idea that we're enhancing the food with a new flavor, complementing flavors, just enough.
0: I'm so happy you're enjoying this episode of the Reinhold Show podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Reinhold's Marketing. At Reinhold's Marketing, we offer branding, content creation, consulting to help grow you or your business or your personal brand inside of that business. We know that in a digital world, it is extremely important to have a great presence using the interwebs. This is where we come in, whether it's video production, social media campaigns, you get it. We're online. We help you succeed in whatever goals that may be. If you would like to sponsor an episode of the Rhino Show podcast or partner to reach a, a higher audience and to also maybe have your company or your founder or your figurehead or spokesperson, you know, give a little bit of education on what your company provides in terms of service or offers, please email info at ryanholtz.ca. Also remember to subscribe on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com forward slash ryanholtz where you can find all of our video version of our podcast and remember if you're listening on itunes please smash a five star review we would be greatly appreciated and this podcast is available anywhere you listen to podcasts always remember curiosity should be your mandate and uh just want to wish you love prosperity and happiness from the team hold squad take care and enjoy the remainder of this episode over and out
1: eat to to sort of get your blood pumping, get you that, you know, if you experience that like mild euphoria that a lot of people do when you Mm. eat, you know, more than a little bit of hot sauce, Mm. um, bring that to the table with your meals or just your snacks or, you know, off the end of your finger, however you get down with the hot sauce, you know? (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was the idea. It was just, uh. Bring something that is that is a little bit fresh in, in the hot sauce world, both in our branding, um, our, our brand identity, you know, the packaging mm. and then and then the flavors. We wanted all of it to be world class and top notch. And, and that's what we tried to set out to do.
0: OK, we're going to take a second dab here. So from the pineapple habanero that we just had, we're going to go over to the jalapeno uh, okay. in terms of in terms of heat. Which one would you say is a little hotter, the the pineapple habanero or the, or the jalapeno?
1: Yeah, the pineapple would be so. In my opinion, and I mean this is a very subjective, you know, topic here, but in my opinion, jalapeno would be the mildest, um, okay. followed by the red habanero, and then I think a lot of people would argue that the pineapple and blueberry are right in that same range with the red habanero, just very different, you know, flavor profiles. Okay. Um, and then we'd move on to the piri piri and the scorpion, and so on
0: from there. Mm. Ooh. This is good. This is good.
1: Mm. Yeah, the jalapeno is uh, it's it's fresh, it's bright, very very vibrant. Mm. Cheers.
0: Cheers, man. Can you... I want to talk about DJ Khaled. Because on Hot Ones, they ended off season one with him. And to this day, if you go to their YouTube channel and you look at that video, people are still commenting on that video. Mm-hmm. And they're commenting for a couple things. A lot of people thought he was extremely kind of like arrogant and full of himself on the show because he was he was preaching, you know, never quit and major key and never stop and don't stop. Yeah. And we know the bluster that happened. He got to wing one and he's already saying, oh, my God, this has got some kick on it, which, you know, yeah. the host Sean basically kind of started giggling because he's like, well, we're in for a long haul here. Then if yeah. you're already fighting his hot, then yeah. we get to wing number two. He's already starting to kind of panic a little bit. And then wing number three, he just he he's tried to talk about how he's not giving up, but he clearly gave up. <laughs> From a hot sauce perspective, and I know it wasn't your guys' hot sauce that he gave up on particularly, but you guys created, what are you sitting back there? What's your reaction to that? Like the whole framework, the interview, kind of the what, the context of what he was saying, which I think makes it like even more like he kind of trolled himself in, in some ways. What's your reaction to that?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, we can laugh about it um, because he, he got on there. He, he hyped himself up. He pumped himself up. You know, went in like strong, strong attitude. Like I'm going to crush this. And then uh, some, some little baby chicken wings got the better of him. So, you know, <laughs> it, it was kind of. A, I think it was a, a big, a big climb of hype, and then a very rapid descent into, uh, you know, chicken wing and hot sauce shame. Like he, he's on that wall of. Uh, you know the few people that did not finish the lineup and there's not too many of them honestly yep. there's been like hundreds of guests at this point and uh only a very few of them i, I believe like single digit numbers uh haven't finished and mm. and most of the ones that didn't finish tapped very very much closer to the end than he did so um you know i think it was uh i don't think it went the way he wanted it to go and uh but hey you know what if you're of the mindset that, uh, nope, you know, any press is good press, he's still getting talked about. He was one of the first guests, you know, very early on and and still still making Hot Ones news because of it. So maybe that was his, uh, you know, his his secret goal into it is to, to stay relevant in the, the Hot Ones world. And if that was his goal, he, he succeeded because people are still laughing about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, made, it made for some good internet content, man. I mean, uh, that's yeah. crazy. Well, Jeff, it. Go- Jeff Goldblum, this is a very interesting story with you guys. And, you know, when even when you had your local media there out in Thunder Bay and, you know, reading some of your guys' articles that you were clipped in, you know, they talked a lot about uh, Jeff Goldblum and how he was kind of really instrumental and in, in kind of maybe getting you some some a little bit more notoriety and kind of getting you some opportunities. How did that come into fruition? And uh, have you ever, you know, have you personally or have you guys ever reached out or have you actually talked to him at... Any point, just saying, hey, thanks, Jeff, or has he reached out, or how, how did that all come to play?
1: No, you know what, um, that was that was all organic. Like uh, he he's a real character. Uh, we have not connected or met. Uh, we do not know each other in any way. Uh, I would love an opportunity to to you know have a conversation with that man at some point because he is fascinating. But uh, you know, no, that was uh, that was very very natural. He 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 took a liking to. I, I think the visual of, of the bottle at first. Yes. You know, he, he picked it up and did one of these, you know, started yes. flying around like a, you know, feeding the kid the here comes the airplane kind of thing. And uh, he just, he, he took a liking to the the aesthetics of it. He's a very, um, you know, you can tell he has a, focus on on fashion and aesthetics and, and yes. visual and, and arts and all that kind of stuff. So I think he looked at it and it stood out to him in, in a lineup of, um, you know, a, a lot of the products in the lineup in that season were very, you um, i'm gonna say average looking not that they they don't look good but on a shelf they blend in very much with a lot of other sauces and ours kind of stands out a little bit because of the shape of our bottle our, yes. our clean black and white label you know um and i think he appreciated the aesthetic and and it, it brought his attention to it and then i genuinely think he liked the product as well i mean at least he said he did mm. um so him interacting with it the way we did yeah it made headlines like it made cbc headlines. Uh, mm. You know, I'm not talking breaking news, but like it, it made uh, it was on of the course. radio. Uh, it, yes. it, it was online. It was, they really promoted that he was like giving us a big, a big shout out. Uh, you know, on the show. Um, but uh, no, we we never did have a chance to really connect or anything. We, we've attempted a few times to reach out to some people that have had really positive interactions with um some some we've managed to and others not so much it's it's tough to uh you know get in a celebrity's ear over social media because we're one of how many millions of people trying to do it so i never really expect to hear anything back but uh sometimes we've been surprised so but no the 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 jeff goldblum one was was notable for sure we we loved it
0: (laughs) does it really sink in and as i'm talking i'm gonna keep talking but uh blueberry habanero we're gonna take another dab on for everybody listening um but as we're dabbing does it does it has it sunk in like yo like these people are eating my product, and they're not just eating your product like you can always tell like they're not getting paid to to say they like your stuff i mean it's they're actually sincerely yeah. saying hey i really I really enjoy this i mean and and knowing your story and your origin where you're basically just cooking up some sauce in your kitchen cheers my friend cheers where you're ba- basically cooking up some sauce in your kitchen and uh, and you come out with these great products and then to see you know people who are i mean think about how many hot sauces some of these people have probably experienced in their life they have access to pretty much anything they could probably buy or get their hands on Mm -hmm. has it has it actually sunk in where you're like holy crap like this is this is amazing
1: pardon me i'd say probably the thing that uh, we find ourselves saying reciting to ourselves the most is we'll watch an episode so uh in particular the last season because it was uh during covid all the celebrities were um, filming from their homes. Mm. So, the Hot Ones crew sent out a package of all the hot sauces to each guest's home, and then they set up, some of them sort of sort of staged the Hot Ones backdrop, but still in their homes and others, like Matthew McConaughey, for example, he was chilling on his back deck in his, in his yard, you know, uh, eating the hot sauce, yeah. see some big old koi fish swimming around in his pond in the background, like it was super yeah, yeah. cool. So, the thought that always reoccurs is like, all these people, they, they have our products in their fridge, in their house, you know, like whether they like it or not, it, it's in their home. And it's kind of a trip to think that uh, this this list of celebrities um, have acquired our product. They've eaten it. Some have loved it. Some have been indifferent. Um, you know, they're not always given a chance to comment on the sauces a lot. I found that in the earlier seasons, um, there was a lot more emphasis on the the, the sauces, and it was almost like uh, encouraged by way of like leaving a window of time for them to give some commentary on it. So yep. we did get a lot of feedback on on the sauces in the earlier seasons. Uh, later in the series it seems as though and whether it's editing or or just the way they've kind of formatted the show the the interview is is a much bigger focus than than the sauces which is fine that's the sort of the premise of the show yeah but um there's not always an opportunity for them to weigh in on their their thoughts on it but you can tell body language says a lot you know someone eats it and kind of has a one of these they just slowly put it back and move (laughs) on you know it's like okay maybe they didn't love it but other times you know their eyes get big the head's nodding they're like "Mm, that's good you know so whether they say a little or a lot, you can generally tell what what the reaction to it is like, and it, it is exciting. You know, um, personally, I, I'm not a big uh, I don't get starstruck like I don't have a huge um, feeling of, of like awe towards Amen celebrities. Amen to
0: that, people. man. They're just as man, temporary as are, we are.
1: People are people, man. We're all uh, we're all cut from the same human cloth, you know. So you the man, um, man
0: Al. You the man.
1: Yeah, like I've had <laughs> a chance to meet meet some some famous people in my lifetime, and it's always been a fun experience because. Uh, and I almost feel like sometimes the, the reaction from them when I don't really care that much is uh, is funny. You know, they're probably fanboying <laughs> like, like crazy, and, and I'm like, oh my god, can I take a picture and get a signature? And yeah. so, despite the fact that I, I don't really feel that way about famous people, um, I have to admit, watching somebody who have, who I've grown up watching in movies and on TV interacting with a product that we've made it is fun it's a trip it's it's more than just that this person's famous and they're eating our hot sauce it's like hey that's a person who i know very well in terms of familiarity with them and uh here they are with a little piece of my world in in their world and and we are in two very different worlds so Mm. it's cool to see that gap bridged and it does really I think if anything it, it fortifies that feeling of like we're all people we're all playing the same game in a lot of ways and and here's proof like here's something i did in your house now and you're consuming it and talking mm. about it um and, you know our worlds are connecting in that way so it, it kind of levels everybody out a little bit humanizes them mm. um, and that's a big part of the show too is getting these people out of their comfort zone getting mm. them eating hot sauce get their their brains are flooded with endorphins and and you know adrenaline and they're they're thinking sort of like you know on their toes (laughs) they're being they're being hit with some pretty personal questions sometimes (laughs) um, and and they're in this this place of sometimes extreme discomfort and you can tell um, and and the way they react to a lot of the questions Sean's a great interviewer Um, he asks amazing questions Mm. he does like some serious research. Like he'll mm. read entire books, watch multiple movies on one celebrity, you know, mm. um, and and he knows he knows how to hit them with the right questions mm. and and break them down. And, and I find him. I
0: find him, and a lot of people say this. Like he's not very entertaining. Like he's he's very like calmish in his interview style, but he's yeah. it, it, it's very no like. It, and I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's it's interesting. Like. He's very, not monotone, but almost, but he's very, like, he'll say, hey, hey, so Al, you know, it's word on the street that in season, and he's giving you this backstory leading into the question, which I think is totally brilliant because you can Mm -hmm. see the the person he's interviewing just totally chill out and relax into that question, right? Yeah, yeah. What kind of technique or style would you say, like, makes him so good at pulling that information out of his guest? I
1: think, honestly, like, his approach to the the interview in general the the individual but more so the question is like you kind of nailed it he he leads into the question he he lays some groundwork he sets the scene sets the stage he starts invoking memories from Mm. these people about something that happened to them in their lifetime or their career Mm. so he's putting them in the place he wants them to open up about what he's about to ask them. You know, mm. he'll, he'll, he'll set the scene like, Hey, in, in 2010, you were quoted saying, or, or you were on the set of this movie or show, or you were recording this record with this person. And right away, he's transporting the guest back to that moment of their life and, and preparing them to open up about whatever he's going to ask them. And I think that's really brilliant. And I think that's why he gets such honest, answers out of people Mm. and you see the response from them like he'll ask a question or he'll he'll start to lay that that groundwork (laughs) leading up to the question and you can see them they're like oh yeah okay like they're they're putting themselves there they're getting ready to like it's that it's that
0: transference of energy right it's the transference of energy that's why i enjoy talking to you i enjoy talking to you and that's why you know i reached out to you guys because I, I can't sit here with a product or, or something on my show that I just don't like or I'm not... Like, we get reach-outs all the time and it's kind of funny because was like, well, Ryan, and a lot of people reach out. You kind of say, like, politely, like, no. But I'm like, well, that's the yeah. whole game here because, you know, you want to invest in... I just love... I mean, I love hot wings and I love hot sauce and I'm like, you know, I get... It, extremely excited so even when i talk to you i'm sitting there and, and you're right it's that transference of energy i'm thinking about you know what kind of character is al we talked a lot about you know in the last episode about you and kind of your guys's journey and stuff like that and i think that's extremely extremely important when you're talking to people so i do agree yeah. with you and i i think that transference of energy for me is the big one
1: absolutely yeah they're, they're putting your you're putting yourself in the same place with them. Like you, you are trying to imagine a scenario that yeah. they experienced and you want some insight from their perspective on it. So you're, you're putting them back there. You're putting yourself there and then you're laying this question out there and you're kind of like breaking down that, that uh, superficial wall that you see, like you watch someone get interviewed on the red carpet and it's so robotic. It's so rehearsed as are yeah. the, the questions are, the answers are there's no personality to it. You know, whereas on that in that setting, it's very natural, very organic, um, especially like when it's being done out of this person's home, like they're in they're in their comfort zone in a lot of ways. Um, and he's really playing on that, I think, and and trying to get personal without getting too personal um, and just getting them to open up a little bit. And I think a lot of a lot of things we've gotten feedback from from some of our you know the fans and customers is like, hey, I love this episode because. I now see so-and-so as a person and not just this character from a movie and Mm -hmm. it's true you know they come on and they they open up a little bit about their lives more than they do in a in a standard sort of rehearsed media setting or like a a press a press type setting Um, it's very organic and and Sean's great at setting that tone you know he keeps his cool he's not he's not super animated and excited Um, and it just keeps everything very real and I think that really has a strong effect on the outcome of, of how the interviews go
0: well, and you met him too. I, I've never met him. He seems like a phenomenal dude, and he seems extremely down to earth and very knowledgeable. He just seems like oh, a good dude. Fan. Yeah. He's,
1: he's such a good dude honestly like we we had a chance to hang out for a little bit and yeah um, he, he actually went out of his way to connect with us which I thought was super cool he he remembered that that we were sort of a, a bit of a, a fan favorite on that first season we did with some of the guests yeah uh, and and he went out of his way we were we were in Brooklyn at the, uh, the New York City hot sauce expo and uh, he was coming to do like a little walk around and, and you know meet some of the makers and whatnot and his uh, his agent actually came over and said like, "Hey, like Sean really wants to connect with you guys before he leaves. Can you make sure you're around for the next little while?" You know, yeah. Which I thought was super cool that he wanted to go out of his way to talk to us. Um, you know, that that meant a lot. And and then we had a very cool, humble, down earth conversation. And mm. uh, he recalled a lot of details about our company. Like at the time, we were a much smaller company even than we are now. Mm. And uh, you know, he remembered a lot of details about about our product, uh, some of the guests, and you know, things they had said about it. Like. It's like I got the feeling like he genuinely cares mm. about what he's doing mm. and the companies that are involved in the show and and the guests. Um, so it was, it was a very uh, a very very personal kind of conversation in that sense.
0: Well, him and his, and- him and his producer Chris came up with the idea. Like it's he, like I, I remember hearing him say he said, "This is my baby." Like I, I pitched yeah. this concept and people kind of laughed at me at first uh, until yeah. it started getting some traction there. So you could tell like he was all in on it.
1: Yeah, he is. He's passionate about it, and you know, since since that meeting we had, um, he he did multiple interviews with with various media outlets. Some some huge, like some were like NBC News, and he actually uh, made a point of referencing the conversation with us as oh. we did. We did touch on the effect of hot ones on our business. You know, the, the effect that yep. being on that show had as you know on the business and um, I think we we gave him some feedback which at the time was just sort of genuinely like you know conversing um, but I think it it resonated with him and that we kind of said like having an opportunity to be on this show has done incredible things for our business and for ourselves as individuals and and how much we appreciated that and how grateful we were for that opportunity mm. and, and I think you know maybe it wasn't the first time he'd heard that but I think it it resonated with him because he did references several times having spoken to us and, and heard from us how much of an impact being on that show has for a small company and, and the places you go from there. So even the fact that uh, that conversation had a, had a small place in, in his memory after mm. the fact, versus you know you meet somebody they talk to you and 10 minutes later they see you and they don't even remember having met you kind of thing yeah um, so yes he, he's, he's the real deal he's a good dude he's a real person and uh he's amazing at what he does and i'm, I'm happy that we've had the chance to, you're, to connect you're an impressionable
0: others. dude though al man i mean if I, I i know if i met you in person i'd remember first of all you're you're you got charisma uh, second of all you're you're not some like you're not you're not uh you don't put all the weight of the conversation on The person you're talking to like even an interview right a lot of interviewers like and i study interviewing because this is what i i love i love doing this and i study all the greats and the greatest interviewers for me they say uh hey you know don't put all the weight of the show on your guest you know Mm -hmm. answer you know here hey hey al question xyz and then pass you the mic okay like have that conversing and that conversation going back and forth so that you know it's an enjoyable experience it doesn't feel like you're just getting grilled and peppered unintended oh, yeah. with Absolutely. uh with uh with questions yeah blueberry habanero next dab Blue- wait we j- i just
1: did the blueberry
0: did oh you sorry do- oh wait a sec maybe i maybe i might i, I s- might be one ahead no nope, let's one? do scorpion no nope, scorpion yeah.
1: we did we did pineapple you know yeah. you're right you're you right, right.
0: Jump into scorpion let's jump into scorpion all right so this is
1: and- the this is the newest the newest Ooh. of the sauces this just became, so this was on season 13, which just wrapped up. Um, so this has just become available on the market uh, worldwide now. So you'll start seeing this popping up in mm. retailers and it is available mm. online now. So I'm excited to get some feedback from people on this one as it is, you know, relatively recently available. Mm,
0: cheers. Mm. 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 Oh. Mmm.
1: I love I love this one.
0: <laughs> oh my god, this one! I'm really biased, good. but I love. It. <laughs> wow, mm. talk a little bit about the the ingredient. Like, what what's this? What am I tasting here? That's mm, good. So
1: this mm. one is uh, this one's a little more complex than some of the others um, mm. for a few reasons. So, what completely you're really...
0: different, completely different than yeah. these three. Mm.
1: Yeah. So our our uh, our previous sauces were very. Um, very simple in their ingredient profiles um you know very a lot of a lot of uh, basic ingredients that you know when combined in the correct balance create a really well-rounded flavor and that's kind of been our model through a lot of the sauces if, if you read the ingredients of them a lot of very common ingredients to all of them and there's a reason for that we, we achieved a balance after i couldn't even tell you how much experimenting of those very common ingredients but in the right quantities and their correct balance of them, you know, sweetness, acid, salt, heat, to create that, that base flavor that all of our sauces do have in common. Mm. Um, when we when we looked at the scorpion, we kind of stepped outside of that box a little bit. Still, some common ingredients in there, like you know your 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 onions, your garlic, uh, you know your peppers, that kind of thing. But we we wanted to throw a bit of a curveball in with this one. Not only mm. in increasing the heat by adding the uh, the Trinidad scorpion in there, mm. um, which is a huge part of that flavor profile you're getting, is that pepper. It's a it's a beautifully kind of like floral aromatic uh, flavored pepper. Mm. You know, you like I said about the habanero, you crack into a scorpion and you, you put it up to your nose, and it's uh, it's an incredible aroma that comes from it, and you can almost you can almost smell the heat if, if that makes sense like mm. it comes across very 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 bold mm. so that flavor lends a lot to it there's a bit of a natural smokiness to it as well and then we kind of mm. played on that a little bit we enhanced that by adding a little bit of chipotle in there bring some of those smoky notes forward um and we got some spices involved which we hadn't done previously we, we kept it to basically exclusively produce and you know citrus and, and salt and sugar and the rest of it but we got some spices involved in there to really dial that that savory Sort of focused in. Uh, so there's some cumin, there's some paprika, um, and and those those notes kind of play on the smokiness from the scorpion peppers, um, and and it just gave it a, a very a bit more of a complex profile, I guess you could say. Mm. Uh, and, and I think that's that was needed because our our goal has always been heat forward, or sorry, a flavor forward and heat, you know, kind of right behind it. Mm. And when we elevate the heat um, up beyond what the other sauces are. We had to we had to match that flavor and, and push uh, it even on so we had to, to lean on a little more than just those those base produce ingredients in, in that balance that they do work well in but we had to kind of push it to the next level so that's where we saw the incorporation of some some different ingredients there's actually beets in this one as well um, we, we looked to the beets for for some sweetness some some really deep rich earthy notes um, and then some color they, they lend a beautiful color to the sauce as well it's like a really dark kind of rich red and a lot of that does come from al the give food. us
0: give us a sense of how long it would take like when you guys are in the kitchen and you're just throwing some stuff together trying to see what's working what's not working how would you feel i mean how long would this take to say okay you know what guys everybody's tasting this we're giving this 100 we're going to launch this as a product like what kind of effort goes into into getting that right flavor that you guys are happy enough to say okay we're pushing this out as a new product and a service offering
1: yeah, good question. Um, that is, uh, it, it's it's a very, uh, it's a big effort, honestly. Mm. It starts, almost all of our sauces have started very naturally in that we had an idea, maybe not for a new product, but just, hey, like, in, in fact, it happened here yesterday. We, we started throwing around ideas for something uh, that we may or may not pursue in terms of uh, product development, but it, it usually just sparks from an idea of like, hey, mm. I feel like these flavors might be really nice together. And then generally from there, you know, we'll be playing around at home, Nancy and I cooking and and in the process of cooking, cooking, we'll we'll throw these ideas around and then we'll start to play a little bit and tinker. And we've done that a few times and it's kind of gone nowhere because what we thought may be an interesting combination kind of didn't pan out that way. But sometimes it it leads to, you know, that excitement of like, Hey, I think this is, this is going somewhere. And Mm. then we kind of move it into the next stage of like formal product development. Mm. Um, Generally, multiple renditions of the same uh, few ingredients as, as a base to see what the balance is and balances everything to us we feel like it's not about having a hundred ingredients in there to make it interesting I think mm. a lot of companies not just with hot sauce but with food in general and restaurants are really guilty for this they put ingredients together because they read interesting on a menu mm. you know someone reads it and they're like ooh this and that and this I've never seen mm. these things together for. and i think the the impression that makes is sometimes more of a focus than what those things actually taste like together mm. we keep it simple it's like onions garlic pepper mm. salt sugar vinegar mm. like we keep the ingredients simple and you know they're, they're tried tested and true we know mm. we know how they work together from our background as as cooks and now as, as hot sauce makers so we generally start with those we've kind of dialed in that that balance that is present through most of our sauces but then we start to play with you know the the additional ingredients that might be a little more at the forefront of those those base ingredients and that's where a lot of the the, the trial comes in so we try a bit of this okay less less of this so we do it again mm. more of this we do it again we'll cook dozens of, of versions of a sauce before we feel it's even close to ready to to fine tune it to a finished product ready to go to market mm. then we'll generally bring it to the team as as a you know I wouldn't say near complete recipe but it's it's already got a it's got a direction And then we'll bring it in and and we'll sort of, uh, we'll taste it as a group, we'll weigh in on it, we'll talk about it, you know, where we'd like to see it go, what ingredients uh, are we working with here, and and how can we maybe elevate them in a different way than we have with another product. And then it's very much a team effort from that point. Um, I, I think the only reason it starts often at home between Nancy and myself is that... We're still kind of hot sauce geeks, mm. you know, in, in, in our hearts. Like we we like to, to play around with it at home for fun. Like <laughs> we did when we started the company, you know, that hasn't really changed. I like but that you guys are happens.
0: close, though, man. You guys are good partners. You guys are partners in life. I call my wife co CEO, co CEO of our life, because we're you know we have oh, kids, yeah. we have family, we're business all, yeah. all the whole nine. And I see That's that through team. you and yeah. through you and Nancy. Like you guys, you guys really feed off each other, and I can I can sense that you guys are definitely a good team.
1: Yeah, man. We, we, we love each other. We love hot sauce and we love this company. Mm. We feel so, we feel like the richest, most successful people in the world because this is what we get to do and we get to do it together. Mm. You know, it's not about how big the company gets or how successful Mm. it is. The fact that we get to talk about this every day and this Mm. is our job and and this is something that we've been able to Mm. create as a job for all these other people. We have like 17 employees now, which blows my mind every time I say that, but you know, the fact that we get to, to do this as a group and now, you know, so going back to the product development, the fact that we can bring a product that we worked on at home to to mm. the, the workspace here and talk about it as a group and all and weigh in on it and 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 develop it and and bring it to that point where it's going to be something that the world starts to eat. Doing that as a group has been a really fun experience and, you know, we started doing that probably halfway through our lineup of sauces. So it's been a fun change and we do it more so with each new product. Mm. Every new product we do, we're focusing on it even more as a group. And I, I love that. I think, uh, you know, lots of opinions are good, but opinions that are focused in the early stages. Because, you know, if you have too many cooks in the kitchen at the very beginning, um, if you had to if you had to rely on the public's opinion of something while it was in development, mm. uh, I can't imagine. Like, I see, I see some companies doing that. They're like, hey, we're going to launch a new sauce. Give us some idea. What would you like to see? And, like, when I see that, I just think, like, Okay, so you're going to spend the next year of your life combing through people's suggestions, looking for ones that are even close to where you might want to be, and then you start the process. Mm. Like, I'm sure that's fun for some people, but for me, like, I like keeping it a little bit more focused and keeping keeping our team here really at the forefront of that development. You know, alongside Nancy and myself, mm. and it's just it's a great experience. It's it's uh it's it, we bond over it. It's very it builds strong connections. You know, amongst the team, and at the end of the day, I want everybody to to walk out of here feeling like they truly played a role in in these products that are making our business sort of thrive and and making people uh, excited about what we do. And, and, you know, I want them to take pride in in having a hand in that.
0: Success leaves clues, man. We just had a a billionaire, which I won't say his name yet because we're going to launch in the next little bit on the guest uh, on the show yesterday. And uh, I asked him the question. He says, you know, Ryan, I, I I got into this position because I was very cautious on who I took advice from. And he's like, in most situations, I took advice from nobody. He said there's some very dark times because when you're isolated and you're trying to build something, he said when you ask for the opinions, just remember the, a lot of the people who are giving you opinions usually aren't even nowhere near what you're trying to create. So he said you have to keep that very, very strict tunnel vision. And uh, yeah. and you have to – and you have to." he's like, you know, a lot of people preach mentors, mentors, and he's like, you know, I'm all for that. But he's like, just make sure that you're staying focused on your goal and, and really getting those blinders on like a horse would in a race – and just staying, mm-hmm. keep staying focused on that. Because what you guys have done is arguably, I mean, it's awesome. How many people came before you and how many, first of all, they're not even here, a lot of them. And some of them that are still here, they still haven't even had that kind of success that you have. So you guys definitely got a blueprint and, and, and have, have stuck with it.
1: Yeah, I think like, you know, you touched on the mentor thing. Like when I was, uh, when I was cooking, um, I had a lot of uh and mentors in the sense not people that I knew personally and worked with but people that I looked to for inspiration and guidance and 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 to learn from you know people who were very successful in the industry whether they be you know historically maybe not even alive anymore or still cooking you know in the world today and 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 I looked for for guidance and direction in terms of like how I how I set myself up my, my foundations as a cook and I think that's a really positive thing but in in business there's a shift in that like you said you can't I feel like when you look to a mentor, you've established that somebody is where you want to get to and you are trying to follow their Mm. educated path to get there. Mm. When You're trying to start a business of your own, doing your own thing. And you aren't trying to be where someone else is. You want to be Mm. in your own place. Mm. I feel like you have to carve that path out on your own and you know, listening to people is important. Feedback is important, but you have to keep, you have to keep the blinders on in a way in that like you're focused, you're driven, you have a direction you're going. And everything coming at you, you have to know when to let it bounce off and when to absorb it and mm. let it maybe slightly redirect your, your path a bit. But um, if, you, if you have that that goal that you're trying to reach and it's something that is truly unique, I don't feel like there's there should be too much of a place where you let other people come in and and redirect how you're getting there or mm. you're now following someone else's path a little bit. And, I mean, that's just my opinion. I, I feel like a lot of people would probably think the complete opposite. Um, I'm not trying to say that uh, you and you alone are, are the – the key to your success. Um, we've had influence from a lot of people that have yep. helped us get where we're going but it's while we're already on that path and people are sort of like running alongside and, and throwing in some feedback and, and it does help steer your direction a little bit. but. I feel like at the end of the day, you have to maintain that focus on where you want to go. And if you're determined to do things the way that you see, you know, your vision sort of playing out, you, you got to stick to that. And uh, I think people fall victim to to the opinion of the public and and people who maybe just don't have the same vision as you. And it can redirect people in a way that they maybe didn't want. And and they don't realize it until they're, they're headed another direction. And now it's maybe too late to turn back. So that's just kind of how I feel about it, honestly.
0: Red Habanero, time to dab. Beautiful. blaze your own blaze your own trail al uh out of curiosity who uh where do you get your hot wings w- the hot wings you're eating right now where are they from did you guys make them or did you get did you get them did you order them where'd you get them from
1: no so we're uh we're in, like, total lockdown stay-at-home order here. Ah. Um, you know, we, we are at work because we are considered an essential business being food producers. But, um, you know, we're, we're trying to avoid uh, getting out there too much. So we made these here. Um, mm. I'm not going to lie. They, they were frozen. We didn't uh, we didn't mm-hmm. cook them from scratch. But, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to avoid, you know, going into a restaurant and picking mm-hmm. them up and getting them delivered. So we just mm. uh, relied on the trusty old oven. But, uh, you know what? I got to mm. say, they're, they're not bad at all. I, I am enjoying them. <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: It's so funny When you're watching people on Hot Ones Or or kind of food shows Can you always tell when somebody comes on the show And they're like legit hungry Like you're like okay they're actually hungry right now Like they're not just you, This oh, yeah. guy is actually hungry Like the way he's eating this right now
1: <laughs> You can tell man You can tell when <laughs> someone is hungry Or not hungry Or when someone genuinely loves chicken wings Versus just likes them um, I'll be honest I would be cleaning these bones in in a very uh, rude way, I, I guess I should say, if, if we were doing this in this setting. I'm trying to be polite in how I eat these, but, man, when I eat wings, I get down with them. Like, I'm eating the cartilage, I'm ripping the bones apart, I'm on the knuckles. Like, I, I, I get down with them, man.
0: Al, and, uh, you can be like rude on this stuff. show, man. This is real talk. I mean, this is the venue for it. So, are you are you a bona fide, like, yo, I love chicken wings. Like, I, 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 I like to eat chicken wings in general. I've always yes, liked to eat sir. chicken wings. It's just my thing.
1: I, I love it. Honestly, um, <laughs> I've loved chicken wings since long before hot sauce was a big part of my life. Uh, that was my go-to kind of pub snack. If I'm out at a pub or a bar and they have even half-decent wings, I, honestly, my opinion is even shitty wings are still good. You know, uh, a bad wing is still a chicken wing, and it, <laughs> I've so never true. had a wing so It's so true. Bad. It's so true. Yeah. Like, you know I what? You a make a good point so there. That I didn't like it at least a little bit and and still eat it you know so now I man I like to party with wings it's like my my, it's my go-to if I'm trying to feed feed a crowd for some type of a party setting uh, wings are are, are a crowd pleaser all the time and I actually love them off the barbecue I'm a big charcoal barbecue guy I I use a big green egg and uh, man you do wings on a big green egg and you get a little bit of that natural smokiness from the charcoal and you get a good dry rub on there and Man, that's that, that's hard to beat to me. I'll take that over a fried wing any day.
0: Let me ask you this: You and Nancy, because I know you guys are both food people, and when you're cooking and you're you're eating and stuff, are you guys people that like to pair it with like a nice beverage, like a beer, a glass of wine, some rum, some cognac? Are you guys not drinkers, or like how how do you when you're when you're in the kitchen in the food, like do you, you find yourself wanting to pair it with something?
1: Um, sometimes, yeah. I mean, depending on the setting, like. You know, uh, some years ago, I might have uh, gotten, you know, gotten into a few cool beers. You know, while cooking the wings, honestly, while cooking them is as much where I want to have something to drink as while I'm eating them. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, these I'm actually not drinking these days. So uh, I'm sipping on some water and lime juice right now as yeah, we yeah. do this. So yeah. Yeah. It, it really de- it depends on the setting, you know. Um, I think there's a there's a place for a pairing in there, and it's funny because. I actually did a podcast last night uh, with my friend Matt. Uh, yep. His podcast is called Box and Hops. And it's, he's <laughs> like a vocalist in, in, a, in a death metal band. And he's also a craft beer kind of connoisseur. So Ooh. we were talking craft beer. And so we highlighted that the pineapple habanero and the blueberry habanero are both craft beer collaborations. Mm. And the, the inspiration with those more so than using beer in the sauce, which we do. There is beer in both of those sauces. It's They were developed with the flavor profiles of the sauce intended to complement the beer that is used in them. So we like to think that if you're eating the pineapple habanero, you're drinking the beaver duck IPA, which is what's in the sauce. Um, and the two should pair nicely together. you got a real hoppy IPA, a really sweet and kind of tart, spicy sauce. The two marry together really nicely. So that's where like a pairing would be super appropriate. And, and in our minds, the idea is make some wings douse them in the pineapple habanero and then drink drink a beaver duck IPA with it and all mm. those flavors together is is where you want to be at and same with the blueberry you know we use an amazing it's a, it's actually a strong beer it's like an eight percent I believe uh blueberry ale from from lake of the woods up here in Kenora and uh when you eat the blueberry sauce and there's a ton of real blueberry in that sauce it's not mm. like uh, it's not like a concentrate or something. It's like, it's as real as it gets. It's blueberries. And, and you, you get that flavor and, and the sweetness of that. And then you, you drink that kind of strong ale with it. Um, the flavors together are, are fantastic. So, you know, that, that's, uh, that's definitely a factor in, in, in the sauces in that sense, maybe more so to me than what I choose to drink when I'm eating them, uh, you know, to complement it.
0: Got it. I like that. Feel free to dig in. I'm just eating at random now. Cause we went through the sauces. Yeah. I think, I think well, it's awesome. We-
1: what do you got left there? Have we gone through the lineup
0: that you have there? I have every... We literally went through everything. We went through the cool. uh, pineapple habanero. We got the jalapeno. We got the blueberry habanero. We got the scorpion. And I'm I'm going back for seconds on the red habanero. Not because it's a preference, cool. but because I'm like, okay, this is good. The fact that you said about uh, being hungry, I'm like, e- eat at will. Let me yeah, ask yeah, yeah. you... Let me cool. ask you... Let me ask you this. So, you being... You know, you're clearly a creative person. And... Um, i can see that from so many different aspects of you you brought up earlier in the conversation about the design and of the bottle you know i love the fact that it's a squeeze you know twist very easy very clean i could i could take this bottle anywhere i could have it in the vehicle i could sit on the back of the truck i could do like very clean very easy to to apply love that
1: it's all good yeah
0: (laughs) and and the first thing i noticed too was i like the size of it i didn't feel like it was overwhelming it feels good in the you know feels good grip in the hand um, yeah. But then I love the clean. I, I find the design of the bottle itself, the graphic, you know, very clean. To me, black, you know, very classic. You know, it's a classic color. Black yeah. invokes to me like it's just a very timeless. You got the white. You guys didn't do any, um, you know, fancy dancy, crazy colors. No lightning bolts coming out of it. No nothing. Like I wouldn't even like it, it stands out to me because if I looked at it on the shelf, I'd say, what kind of sauce is that? Like, is that a hot sauce? Like I, I would yeah. actually be curious because there's nothing telling me like, you know, of course, if I read it close, but from afar, I'd just say that looks different to me. What was the inspiration behind the packaging?
1: Yeah, that, um, that, that's honestly a big part of our, um, a big part of our, our thought process early on was, okay, what, what is the hot sauce market? It's, it's bold labels, colors, uh, crazy names, uh, you know, like, Really, I feel like everybody tried to stand out as much as they could. Mm. And then you ended up with this huge, uh, you know, marketplace of, of products that are very in your face, uh, mm. very novelty in that sense, you know, like mm. uh, images of like atomic bombs, like blowing out of somebody's ass and stuff like that, you know, like, yeah, there, there's a place for that. It's funny. It is novelty. But to stand out in that world, you have to be the complete opposite. And that's what we did. We went clean, simple. Um, like you said timeless and We also wanted to be able to so, you know, you take a novelty hot sauce of which there are so many in the market It is only gonna have a place on certain types of shelves You're not gonna Mm. see that in a boutique store Mm. next to like an imported olive oil or or like Mm. some really nice craft product That's uh, you know locally made or something like that so we want it to be a world-class product and find ourselves available at you know some of the finer stores around the world and we've been able to do that like you can find our products at stores like Italy, which is you know arguably like you walk around Italy and you're, you're surrounded by yeah. the highest quality products you know and 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 we're on those shelves you know we we, we found that by by taking that approach of of clean and simple and, and very tasteful packaging mm. we can really diversify where where we're available in that we we can still sit on a shelf next to the novelty hot sauce at like uh some sort of a, a gift shop you know mm. but then we're also in these high-end boutiques like we have like some really nice um cheese boutiques in new york we've got a couple of retailers in manhattan that are like you know cheese importers they, they carry a mm. lot of uh, specialty imported products um you know really high-end stuff and mm. and you know nice boutiques that curate products and you know that's the thing if, if we can get the attention of someone who is like hand selecting and curating a lineup of goods for their store that is their sort of passion and we fit into that lineup to them that's mm-hmm. where we want it to be but also next to the novelty sauces at mm-hmm. some of the boutiques that carry all that stuff too so we, we don't want to rule ourselves out of any scenario and it was the same approach with with choosing to go big flavor, you know, next to the heat is so that, like you said, people who love hot sauce, they still like our product and people who don't like hot sauce still like our product. It's and I'd beautiful. say more, more than anything, the most consistent feedback we get is people saying, I don't even like hot sauce, but I love your sauces. I eat them every day. Mm. And that, that puts a smile on my face. If we can, if we can turn someone's opinion around on a product because we've given them ours and and they can enjoy that, you know, I I get equally as excited about thinking that that person is now going to be a hot sauce fan and try other hot sauces. Like, we're not the only good hot sauce in the world. There's lots of amazing hot sauces out there. And if we can turn people on to not only ours, but but hot sauce in general, that makes me happy because I, I love hot sauce. And uh, I love thinking that we've managed to steer people in the direction of becoming hot sauce fans as well. So um, the whole thing all ties together: the the heat and flavor, and and the aesthetic being very clean. Um, we don't want to. We want everybody to like our products, <laughs> both visually and, and very flavored. interesting. Yeah, that was our approach. You know, it's for it's for for business reasons. Obviously, we're going to sell a lot more sauce if we can sell it to you, your grandma, and yes. your kids. You know? versus just like you might love big heat and you might laugh when you see some silly label with a crazy name that you know i shouldn't even say uh yeah yeah yeah. if if you're if the rest of your family is also down (laughs) knowing that anyone might enjoy it and you're not going to offend your grandmother with it uh you know both visually and in terms of you know how it might hit her if she eats some um you're you're winning you're capturing the whole market and uh
0: you know Eat another eat another wing while you're hungry. So segueing, I want to segue into Harry Potter. So Daniel Radcliffe, this because you guys post you guys even posted this clip on your Instagram too, because the you were mentioning earlier, you know, a lot of the celebrities, they don't ha- necessarily have a time to give their thoughts on the hot sauce. But Harry Potter, I mean, he went like he just he really focused on your guys' hot sauce. He's you know he's putting it up to the camera and just he made a very, very pronounced point even that whole episode like i feel like you guys you guys definitely got a lot of shine man (laughs) you got a lot of shine on that particular one because you know he's putting it up to the and he's drawing focus on it you know and again it's not about being starstruck but it's about just saying what the hell like harry potter's in his house somewhere or hotel or wherever the heck he is and he just chopping it up argue you know one of the best series of all time ever you know we can, you know, he's a goat, you know, he's one of the greatest of all time and always will be. Um, And he's just giving your sauce so much love, but i love the fact that he's just talking about like a regular dude, you know, just eating some hot wings. And, and uh, how does that make you, it (laughs) It is the best part of it. How does it, but you know, how does it make you feel like people are listening to the show and, you know, maybe they got a little food place or maybe they got a a little food place they want to start or a business they want to start, you know, just to see that, you know, we always try to preach, you know, don't look for acceptance from or approval from other people. But at the same time, when you get a when you get a, a fist pump of approval from such a, yeah. a notable person, it's got to feel good. It's a win. It's a W, you know? Absolute.
1: Yeah, I think like like you said, don't don't look for and, and validate yourself because of acceptance and approval from other people. Earn it, earn it from them and then feel good about it when it comes, you know? Mm. So. Rather than putting something out there and saying like, Ugh, like I, I really hope they like this, it's like no, like we like this. We know this is good. We know that there are lots of people out there that are gonna like this. There's some that might not, and that's cool. Like while we do aim to please everybody, I'm I'm a realist in that I know there are people out there that probably hate our hot sauces, and that's okay. We're not trying to, you know, please literally everybody. But we put stuff out there confidently, knowing that we we know now even based a little bit on the history of our other products that you know people will like these Mm. and we don't put them out there and and wait for the approval of people we put Mm. them out there stoked about them and excited to hear what people have to say about them good or bad because all feedback is good you know Mm -hmm. um but when it does come and it is positive it feels amazing you know Mm. uh Some people more so than myself can get down when, when someone knocks the product, you know, someone will say like, ah, you know, I think this is overrated and I don't like it for these reasons. And it's like, cool, that's all good. Like there are things in the world that I don't like too. I'm not necessarily going to go out of my way to talk about those things publicly, but um, (laughs) lots of things I don't like and that's okay. But when, so that doesn't affect me too, too strongly. If it's like, critical feedback that can be uh, useful in, in implementing positive change for something, I'll hear it all day long, but otherwise it's kind of just, it's, it's white noise, you know? But mm. when someone does go out of their way to say something great, um, it feels amazing. While, while I don't need that to be confident in what we're doing, I do like hearing it. I'm, I'm mm. human and when someone says something nice about you or something you do, it feels good. And mm. you know, like you said about these these celebrities, you know, taking the time to go out of their way and say nice things about it I guess where that's a little extra special is that they are by definition influencers you know them saying that has a direct response and resonates with a lot of people who may otherwise be indifferent you know Mm. someone tries the sauce and kind of just like quickly moves past it or um, doesn't try it at all but then somebody who really uh, you know this this individual really speaks to them as an influencer uh, they they rave about it and now all of a sudden it's like, oh man, I gotta get that, I gotta try that. Mm. And yeah, it's good for business, it's good for sales, but it's also just nice to know that that many more people are gonna experience our product and hopefully love it because somebody has given it that shout out. So that's where I guess I could say the celebrity component to Hot Ones is really exciting to us, is that we know it will engage people more so than we have the ability to organically because our reach is very small compared to these people. So it's fantastic
0: for that. When you're an entrepreneur, you know it, it, the path is lonely. You know, and when you get those nice little Ws, sometimes I call it it's a path. It's kind of a path validation, meaning okay, this is we're on to something here. Let like let's keep going. You know, it's that it's that gentle tap on the shoulder that's like I get it. Some days are shit, some days are awesome, but keep going. For you and and Heartbeat and your team. For instance, I'm giving a talk uh, next week on brand currency to 600 insurance people. So insurance people by trade, sometimes they're not the most lively people, right? They're very much policies and, you know, all that stuff. But my talk is brand currency, you know, and I'm a marketing guy and this is what we do. But when I think of brand currency or I think of social um, proof, you know, a company like you that's, you know, on a show like that and getting validated and having all this social proof. In your guys' marketing strategy or your brand purpose, do you think about it that way in terms of brand currency? Like, oh, wait a sec, that's another one we can deposit into the brand currency account. Oh, wait a sec, that's Harry Potter. We can deposit that into the brand currency. Oh, wait a sec, we love our labeling. That's another great piece that we can deposit into the brand currency bank account. Because arguably, we're in 2021 now. The way we do business is is forever changed. We're, we're never going back totally to pre-COVID. Things are going to change. No. So, that being said, it's arguable that what we're doing right now is going to be a huge, huge grapevine into getting new business, getting new opportunities via the internet. Content creation is going to become – if you're in business, I don't care what industry you're in, you need to have content going. Like, this is your handshake in person. You just told me, hey, Ryan, I'm not even going to get wings because we're on lockdown right now. So, I made him there. So, how are you going to get out and go do business development handshake when – yeah. You know, somebody's saying, "Yo, bro, like, don't come here. Like, we don't want you here right now. Like, don't come. You yeah. can't come, right? Yeah. Have you thought yeah, about absolutely. this way? What's your What's your take on it as a business owner? Yeah, like you, you said, man. Content is number one, and and that comes in many
1: different forms, in in my opinion. So, what we're doing right now, um, what we do here every day, uh, you know, making products and putting them out there for people, and then how we choose to kind of promote us doing that, you know, that that is all content. Like we. We try and have a focus on showing people the inside of what we do here. Show them, show them how we produce our products. Um, you know what, what all goes into them. Show the team at work. Like people like to see uh, the the real side of the business. It's not all just polished content mm. that is out there mm. that has been created by a graphic designer and then you know refined and filtered and promoted mm. and and you know advertised. Like that stuff's great. We do some of that too, but. We like that that real kind of gritty content, like the behind the scenes, the B-roll, the like, hey, this is what really goes in. You see these guys slugging these 55-gallon drums of peppers into mm. the kettle, and then, mm. you know, like that. that is that is real content. So we like to really focus mm. on that. But then, like I said, things like what we're doing right now. You mm. said this is, this is a grapevine. This is like everybody everybody that's watching this that maybe didn't know about our products and our brand prior to this, it's now, whether they realize it or not, it's in their mental bank somewhere Mm. and if they didn't know about it before this and now they do they might forget about it by tomorrow but one day they're going to be walking down you know uh, a loblaws or or a sobeys you know grocery store aisle and they're going to see our bottle and be like oh i've seen that before Mm. i recognize that you know that was on the podcast so Mm. we're planting seeds in people's brains every time we do something like this or the, you know these collaborations we do, um, crossing into the craft beer market a little bit through these two products we've done, and through sponsoring this you know craft beer podcast that we're working with now as well. Mm. Um, or like a big one right now in our world is we have collaborated with uh, Dustin Poirier from the UFC nice. and created Louisiana style hot sauce for him. Mm. So. Mm. That that is a we're we're taking a step into a world that is so far removed from from. Are you going to do any
0: podcasts with him, Himel? Are you guys like are you going to get onto that medium? Have you thought of that? Like, I think that'd yeah. be awesome. I mean- so he he is
1: preparing for arguably probably the biggest fight of his life coming up next Saturday, yeah. uh, in Abu Dhabi with Conor McGregor. Um, so his his head is down. He is like he is so laser focused on this fight coming up. And while he is still very involved in the hot sauce like day to day, to be honest, like we communicate regularly about it, awesome. and he's very passionately involved in it, like the real deal. You know, it's not a, it's not a, I'm a celebrity. I want to put my name on something and paycheck.
0: He likes it. He's in it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and I
1: love that about it and about him. Um, But you know, he, he is very, very focused on the fight coming up. But once, once that has passed uh, and hopefully he's out there promoting himself as the champion, um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities for, for some, uh, yeah, some podcasts, some, some conversations. Um, You know, we actually are going to get him out here. And uh, mm. have him hop in the kitchen with our team and, and cook his own hot sauce you know yeah so there's, talk about content that is a big a big uh, element of content that we're sitting on until the time is right mm. uh, get get him out here get him in the kitchen show him how to cook the sauce create some content out of that it, you know it'll be brilliant um, we'd love to go down to Louisiana and uh, you know sort of tour his hometown with him go to some restaurants that are that are using the hot sauce in the restaurants in, in and around Louisiana now and again content creation show people What's out there? What's being done with our products? And uh, you know, even just like right now, we're, we're promoting heavily this new product. I don't know if you've actually seen it, but uh, I just happen to have a bottle oh, of it here. Oh, I
0: did, I did. oh yeah, what? So a, pure. That, ooh, I like it. that. I seen a, I seen a little yeah. video on your guys's Instagram. Hey, I want to ask you. Maybe you can't talk about it, but I heard on the grapevine, there's some, uh, there's some merchandise. There's some sort of clothing line or something. Is that, is there that, is, is, that, is, that in, is that in the backdrop? Well, so I mean, we. Have I was, I was trying of, to be a little cyber stalker, man. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go to every. I'm trying to figure out who Al's great aunt is, and trying to yeah, figure yeah, out yeah. all these little things. I know a lot of information, man. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: that's good. You do your homework. I like that. So, you know, we, we do have, uh, we do have a small line of apparel that that already exists for Heartbeat, and uh, we've worked on a few things for Dustin uh, that are specific to to the hot sauce. The hot mm. sauce we've made for him. Um, it is, it is truly kind of his own brand. It, it's made by heartbeat, but it is, it's Poirier's Louisiana style hot sauce. That is the brand. And we do plan. Let on, me ask you uh, this
0: though, Al, so that people get value listening to this. Cause it's not just a plug. How does, how the hell does a hot sauce company go into like some merchandise? Like what is the strat What is the business strategy behind that?
1: I mean, my, my thought of it. And, and we thought about this early on, like before we even had a product on the market, we decided that we didn't want to just be um, a product. We want to be a brand. Mm. You know, we make hot sauce. We are a hot sauce company, but Heartbeat Hot Sauce is a brand. It's not just a product that you consume. So we've had that mentality from the beginning. And in today's world, a brand that you you know you want to be recognized, mm. um, apparel is kind of the name of the game. Like mm. you you have people out there they're walking billboards wearing your t-shirts, your hoodies, your hats, whatever it is. So. We wanted to introduce that into the company and make that part of our brand very early on, and we did. We launched a few simple but um, you know effective, bold uh, pieces of clothing that, if you're a fan of our hot sauce and you you like the the identity of our brand, you'd be proud to wear that. And I now know- are the
0: are these t-shirts or these hats Are they hoodies? What what, what yeah. kind of clothing we talking? All, okay. okay. all of it. Okay, okay, okay.
1: T-shirts. We do long sleeve okay. shirts. We do hoodies. Uh, yeah. We do hats. We do toques. We got. Enamel yeah, pins, uh, mm. we got it all, man. So it's like, in, in my opinion, um, if, if you if you want to be a successful brand, you, you have to appeal to people beyond just mm. consuming the one thing that is your focus. So 100%. yeah, we make hot sauce more than other things. That is mm. our, our primary focus, but we want people to love the, 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 the look of this company, the get down with the brand, with the people behind it, the attitude of it. You know, you walk around with a heartbeat hoodie on, you got that big, Bold pepper logo with the lines exploding out of it. I Dave, love you're it. You're, you're making a statement yeah. in that. Not that everybody walking around you is going to be like, "Oh, damn! Look, that person likes heartbeat. They're wearing a shirt." I'll have. They I'll have. You know heard
0: of Barstool things. Sports? Have you heard of yeah, Barstool books. Sports? Dave Portnoy. This yeah,
1: yeah. to
0: me. This to me. And I don't know why I didn't. I and, and, and sorry to interject, but I huh. I don't know why the hell I I didn't really pay attention to Barstool or or Dave Portnoy. I don't know if it's because I don't like he's not you know he's not in your face in the sense of like that way, but. Once you get into his wheel well, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He does these he does these one bite pizza reviews yeah. on YouTube, and they're, and I, I think what I love about them it it just seems like somebody's holding an iPhone and he's coming out of a store and you know yeah. he, and he's coming out of like he's thinking like he's saying things like you know I might get whacked for this pizza review at Tony's Pizza in yeah, yeah. Brooklyn or whatever, but it's very he, real. <laughs> yeah, it, but what you're describing is I'm like, how does this guy manage to talk about uh, betting, food? Gambling business like this guy is telling you about everything, and he's 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 able to do it right. So what you're saying there, you're diversifying. I I mean, even me and you, right? That's why I said, man, I I want to start bringing some maybe food content into our programming because, like, hey, very heavy on the business and the marketing and self development, but there's more to life than that, right? People like to just eat some some freaking wings, right?
1: Diversity is huge, and you know, I think I think there's a reason reason companies have gone the direction of apparel as heavily as they have recently in that you can it's like the the steps in my mind are like you know go to market make an impression show people who you are what you do but Mm. what you're about your your attitude and and make burn that impression into people's minds to the point that they're like man i love these hot sauces I want to wear a t-shirt or a hat from this company and and show people that I'm down with this brand because that says something about the person too. Of
0: you know, Yeah.
1: Somebody walking around representing a brand, whether it's a clothing brand specifically, a food product, um, you know, motorsports obviously are a huge thing where you're seeing apparel these days. Everybody with a, a motorsports YouTube channel has an apparel line that in some way connects to it. Yeah. You walk around, you're kind of, showing people in a way what what you're into what you like and 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 there's there's an attitude associated with that and Mm. you know we here have a we're we're a very positive company um we're we're all about good vibes uh positivity all that kind of stuff but we also are we're like tastefully loud i guess you could say Mm. our our branding our imagery it's it's tasteful it's simple it's clean but it's not it's not uh it's not boring it's not like it stands out a little bit, you know, like our, our, our logo, it's simple, it's clean, Mm. but it's very recognizable. Mm. And, and, you know, someone walking around with that big, that giant pepper on their back on the back of a hoodie, someone's going to notice that and either know what it is and be like, Oh man, heartbeat. I love that too. That's Mm. cool. Or they'll just be like, what is that? Like, what is Mm. that logo? I've never seen that before. And, And it invokes curiosity. And I think one of the most effective ways to market a brand is create a little bit of, of curiosity of the unknown so you we, we have stickers we, we do these big like vinyl die-cut stickers that don't say anything it's just our our pepper logo and mm. we send those out with online orders and you order Ooh, anything online cool. you get a sticker and the oh, idea I is like
0: that like someone's
1: that. gonna slap that sticker on something mm. someone's gonna see it and be mm. like what is that and mm. now you started a conversation mm. either you're asking the person that is sporting that sticker or that shirt hey what is that and then they are now a spokesperson for you and they are promoting promoting on your behalf and i mean of i can sit here and talk to you and who knows how many people are out there in the world right now promoting our business for us you know us. what
0: you know what's uh, amazing about this too this is this is something that's been you know on the internet obviously we look at numbers and we look at engagement and comments and direct messages and stuff like that one thing i've noticed and i and i think you know uh, again as the internet gets older i feel like the users get more sophisticated so they, they really start to understand, like, I don't want to see those kinds of ads. I don't want to do this. People are starting to get a, that filter system of what kind of content am I taking into my life? Because they're understanding that it's affecting their mental health, like literally, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But what we're finding now is, you know, people listening to podcasts and, and videos and stuff, they might not initially comment on your video, but we'll have somebody six, seven, eight months later. Hey, Ryan, we we're listening to that episode on, you know, episode 45 and uh yeah we went and bought that book and did this and it's it's amazing yeah. what people will do you're very right it gets into their brain they don't necessarily tell the brand up front you might not get a reciprocation of this from it for a year from now because yeah. maybe somebody drops onto the episode and they're like oh wow we're just, we're brand new here like this is awesome right yeah. it's interesting because you you're you're very smart like everything you're saying is all about the long game like you're a very long game player okay. it seems
1: big time big time we're oh. always trying to think you know a year or more ahead like mm. i have a lot going on today and and yes my focus will be on that but but half my brain or more is is already into next week next month mm. next year like while we were preparing to take a break for christmas we were planning what we're doing for the holiday season next year mm. like we're thinking a year ahead how how do we we have to remain relevant today tomorrow the next day mm. next week next year we have to keep ourselves at the forefront of people's minds and if we just settle into this groove that we've carved out and make hot sauce every day and sell it and and talk about it here and there yeah you know what we'll, we'll maintain what we're doing hopefully but I want to move forward I, w- I want to jump ahead every every day that goes by I want you know, however many more people we can we can gain, paying attention to what we're doing and anticipating what we're going to do next, and that's mm. a big thing that that I really want to focus on is like, you know, people we're established, people know our products, they they like our products, um, but I, I'm not okay with just that. I want them to be excited for what's coming mm. next, mm. and and the only way to do that is to remain relevant show people where you are, what you're doing, but also where you're going and, and diversifying how you market yourself, I think is a huge component to that. Like when, when we launch uh, a new product, all right, great. we got this new, this new sauce. We can talk about that. We can share that with people. But then before that has become just, you know, blending in with, with everything else that's going on, we got to hit them with something else because no, no one thing is going to keep you whether it's famous or relevant or popular for for so long you know like even celebrities like they 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 release a a new movie or a new series they do the media circuit they do all the press tour they do all that stuff they're on you know letterman and leno i'm, I'm talking back in the days al like, al know, though you know.
0: al listen what you're describing here what's the one word you're describing here al starts with a b i, I don't know <laughs> brand brand Car- yeah, Cardi, we, Car- yeah. Car- we just had the founder of Reebok, Joe Foster, on the show. Founder of Reebok, this is a four billion dollar, yeah. like four billion dollar company, right? I mean, and you're talking about apparel. I mean, he's an OG yeah. of of apparel, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. brand Cardi B, okay. Ma- Even if you don't like Cardi B, why is a brand like Reebok paying her big money to wear the sneakers? Because she's a brand, so they want they want sure. that. They want their product, and and what you're doing is brilliant because you're saying, yo, dude, we're coming into the market as a hot sauce company, but when we build a large enough brand, well, hell, maybe you guys become a brewery. Maybe you become an apparel company. Once you establish that brand equity, it's like Al. Oh, Al's on it? What? Al's doing tattoos now? Okay, I'm going to go to Al's shop because you built such a credible brand in my brain that I just want to follow you, and you could offer me five different services. Right? Yeah,
1: exactly. And that, that was like, you know, a bit of that was the idea right out of the gate is, you know, make really good hot sauce and, and have that be why people like our company, but then give them give them more to like, you know, mm. give them give them apparel and I mean, apparel is just sort of like the, the, the go to kind of uh, thing to diversify with in that it's something everybody wears clothes mm-hmm. and and it's it's a very common thing in and makes it makes you sense
0: it makes sense if you
1: like something you're gonna sport it on your back or your chest or whatever mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. so that was like the, the sort of the first the first dip into diversifying the brand and it's effective in that like you know we sell a fair bit of merchandise and every time an order leaves our shop with a t-shirt or a hoodie or a hat in it my brain is not on like all right we just made 30 bucks or 40 bucks. It's like, all right, someone is out there every day walking around promoting our company and, and if someone were to take the time to stop and ask them like, hey, what is that? I like hot sauce What's this all about or hey, I've never heard of this company. What are they? Mm, mm. There's now a conversation happening that I'm not part of and to me that is that is the goal is there are people yes. out there talking and, yep. and creating creating momentum a little bit your, more. Your customers are
0: marketing for you, man. Your customers are your exactly. brand eva- evangelists, man. You know, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the reality of it. Yeah, um, we
1: can, Mr- you know, we can put a post up on Facebook and throw some money behind it and, and look at what the click through rate is and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, I care more about human beings out there interacting <laughs> with each other, you like know, with that. a smile on their face, talking about something that we do that they love and sharing it with somebody else that to me is the kind of marketing that that we get down
0: with my dude i call you uh, i call you mortal combat you're all about that hand-to-hand combat when it comes to marketing you're like i want to touch you i want you to touch my product i want yeah, you to tell man. others to touch it and i, and I want to spread organically holistically right it's, good, it's, life, a, it's just good old-fashioned hard work and hustle man it, i mean it, It's really going back to the grassroots of how the hell do you get somebody to know your name and and to to check out your stuff. Just going back to the, you know, prefacing on the on the previous episode, you know, you're talking about, yo, man, we got in in our truck or vehicle or whatever and start driving off to restaurants and saying, try our product. Just try it right now. Go grab some food, put some sauce on and give us your honest opinion.
1: You got to be like I said we, we try and be tastefully in people's face, you know? You got to be we got to be relevant every day at all times with as many people as we can. And the only way to do that is to to stay relevant, make yourself relevant, you know? Yeah. Give people a reason to pay attention to you. And you have to be loud in a way to do that, but also you don't want to be the guy that's like, "Hey, look at me, yeah. look at me." Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we want we want to be cool, collected, and and tasteful. Um, and that's why we, we did things the way we did them, but we also need to stay relevant. And the only way to do that is get out there and do things, do stuff like this, do podcasts, mm. alternative mm. marketing, find ways mm. to put ourselves in people's faces in a mm. way that is going to be impressionable. And yeah, at, at, at the core of it, you know, you got to have a solid product or service or whatever your business is, but you can't just bank on that. Uh, mm. You know, when, when you're, when you are uh, you know, pines and you make, you know, ketchup that a lot of people would argue is, is the only ketchup, you know, yeah, you maybe don't need to focus on making T-shirts and doing podcasts and all the rest of it. But you know what? At that point, like, you are a, a household name in, in mm. so much of the world. That That's a different story. That's another level. But yeah, it took, it's the hustle, you know. But
0: if you study, if you study any big brand, including Heinz, they were doing everything they could in the, in the beginning to middle yeah. stages. They, you don't just become a household brand name that takes no, no, no. that that you could take a
1: to, to get there that could know? take
0: yeah that could take decades that could take generations That could, that's legacy building i mean you're you're talking okay. about grandpa you know maybe great yeah. maybe you know your kids might refer to you like hey my great grandpa <laughs> you know yeah, and, and you're like sure. whoa, al's just chilling on an island up in the the good clouds you know and and you're like wow like look what the hell is happening wow when yeah. we left this this was not like this holy <laughs>
1: yeah well tabasco tabasco is a good example of that there i believe I think they're the fourth generation of like lineage of the, the McElhaney family still running that company. The presidents and CEOs of that company are direct descendants of of the people who founded it, you know, back in in you know That's 18 wild. whatever it was or early That's 1900s. Wild. I don't know exactly, but like they they have passed that generation to generation. And yeah, now they are a staple. They're arguably the most recognizable hot sauce brand on the planet. But it didn't happen overnight. It's literally been generations of hammering their brand into people's minds. And now, you know, uh, same thing like Coca Cola brands like that. Like their recognition is so massive, but they had to get there somehow. They didn't just put a put a drink or a hot sauce on the market and say, "All right, now everybody know who we are." Like, look, look what we've done. Recognize us. When it's you like, become you the earners.
0: name, when you become the name of your genre, it's like, don't pass me the hot sauce. Just go get the Tabasco. That yeah, that there's a difference. You're playing Gosh, on you- a. You're playing on a different level, right? It's like, well, you have Madonna, you have Madonna, or you have Cardi B. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. even if we like Cardi B, you might not be in Madonna, but you know the name Madonna, right? (laughs) Like, you're just like, well, this there's levels to the game, right?
1: Absolutely, like (laughs) you know, it happened to me. It happened to me yesterday, and I to myself, you know, I reflected on it and realized what I was doing without without realizing it. I was talking to somebody about um, going snowmobiling and and i refer to it as skidooing and a lot of people do that they say like oh yeah i'm going to skidooing this part. yes like, yes Skidoo is a brand it's not a Great. Product. It's not a thing you know and it's an it is an example of that it's like people refer to an activity as yes. a brand because they are they they own that 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 market in a way you know yeah and, and there's a lot of things like that it's like you know people may refer to uh like you said about the the hot sauce they're like oh can you pass me the tabasco yes. whether it's tabasco or not that's what they're looking for because in their mind that is hot sauce you know um, just last of-
0: year i actually said to somebody they're like i'm going snowmobiling and i'm like okay what's the difference between that and skidooing they're like what yeah, the hell yeah. well, ryan it's the same thing i'm like no like skidooing they're like that's yeah. the type of like one you could buy but snowmobiling is actually the activity in which they're doing yeah.
1: But they, they are, there's such a pillar in that, that yeah, market. Yeah,
0: good know, point.
1: They, they, they own that. So it's like when people start referring to your brand as, as a thing, not, not a product or a service, you've kind of reached a certain level of success, you know, and that, that one just, it, it, it ran true to me in a lot of ways because like, it's something that I do and I found myself, I, I know better. I know that's not what it's called, but mm. you know. I, I was I, I threw that out there and was like damn like I just you know you just, I did just it. like cemented that brand as as what this is because that's how I refer to it is by the brand not by the activity you know so oh, I love it's, that. uh, yeah that, that's I, I hope to, to get there one day and you know our, our idea early on since early on has been like become canada's hot sauce we want to be the brand that when you think of hot sauce in canada you think of us you know there's lots of great hot sauce makers in this country but i just we feel be, like
0: man you're you know? right about that because i feel like canada though i feel like we need hot sauce like i feel like and i say i'm saying it figuratively like you know when you go to the u.s like for instance right if you talk about cfl football or nfl football like i'm a football dude but there's different levels to the game when i go to an yeah. nfl game or an ncaa game college game hell when i go to a high school game and i'm gonna get i'm gonna get trolled for saying this comment but i feel like when i go to a high school game in a football community in 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 the states uh, it's more entertaining sometimes than cfl the way the hype yeah. the the stands the branding the marketing the promotion the pushing the states yeah. are all about like boom, 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 and then canadians it's, are it's like a it's a lifestyle it's a lifestyle So when it comes to hot sauce, you make a great point. And I, and I feel that you guys could do that 100%. I don't think anybody in Canada has been like, we are the hot sauce. Like you guys are in the process, but nobody's came out prior to you and said, yo, we are the only hot sauce company. We're creating the hot sauce culture here. And when, to me, that's another thing that goes into brand. When you start creating the culture of whatever service or product you're offering, you're, yo, like that's it, man. That's like you're goal. cemented. That's the goal, like if you
1: if you are like a hot sauce connoisseur or or an absolute, you're you're green into into the hot sauce world. Uh, you know the goal is that people just they know they know who we are and what we make. And like if you're, I, I mean, I think at this point for a company like Tabasco or for Frank's Red Hot or Sriracha, those are kind of like the big three, I guess you could say. Yeah. Wherever you are in the world, you likely know of those brands maybe you haven't had them you know yep. but you probably know about them yeah and and we kind of want to make that mark for for the canadian hot sauce market and be be that brand that you know like you think of ketchup what do you think of you think of heinz you <laughs> yeah. think of french's yeah. maybe you know yeah. you think of mayonnaise you think of hellman's yeah, you know you, think yeah, of beer, yeah. you know well when you think of hot sauce initially i'd like to say you think of hot sauce from canada you think of heartbeat Maybe one day you think of hot sauce in, in the world and maybe we are up there with the Tabasco and the Franks Red Hot and the Sriracha. You know, maybe we become that household brand. That would be amazing. Um, am I gonna am I gonna die disappointed if that doesn't happen? No. That's not why we do it, but hey, if we're gonna do it, we might as well keep going until we see how far we can get, you know. And, see, and, I'm a big you know,
0: vision I'm a big vision person. So even before I reached out to you guys, my vision was I, I said, you know it's gonna sound weird to you and it's not but I'll, I'll be vulnerable it'll be a little corny but when i envision i have to envision something so even on our, our show i run a marketing agency that's my bread and butter it, it doesn't have really anything to do with my podcast but of course there's benefits between you know marketing both but yeah, yeah. when i create the podcast i mean my goal is hey i want to talk to the some of the most brilliant minds in the world and and really, you know, put out good value, but basically try to find out shit about notable people that you can't find on Google. Period. Mm-hmm. However, when I when I reach out to you guys, I, I envision, you know, we're doing hot wings, we're talking about it. When I talk to you, I envision for you guys, like, man, you got a, you got a, you got a podcast going. You're you're bringing on other people that are maybe thinking about opening up a, a freaking uh, hot sauce company. I, I I envision like a digital magazine that's maybe showcasing other food groups beers things like i think about the whole game where it's like wait a sec what does Al do again oh yeah they have a hot sauce company but you've made almost like a media company around that by having different products different things because to me you have to stretch out there to do that in order to make the culture right now you and i we're creating culture you're creating Go, go, go talk to me about another hot sauce right now with the bottles in front in canada on a podcast show me one canadian podcast today that's literally, when you see this release and you see the video, show me a next one. I don't yeah. think you will be able to maybe show me how this looks. No.
1: And, and you know what? Like it, the fun, the fact that I literally, I sat in this chair, you know, not 12 hours ago last night doing a podcast about death metal and craft beer. And today <laughs> I'm doing one about business and branding <laughs> and marketing. Like talk about opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know? but here, we're the common denominator there. We yes. are involved in both. And, and at the same time while we're having this conversation and while I was having this conversation last night there's a man in Abu Dhabi preparing to fight somebody you know for millions of dollars and, and become a champion and and we're working with him at the same time like there's 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 all these elements that we're yes. sort of like, putting ourselves into that are so disconnected from one another yeah. and and I look at that like you know, I'll, I'll use my, my my visual sort of brain here. I see like a map of, of pins, and we're 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 drawing the strings between them, and we're trying to make ourselves what connects all these things. And, and at the end of the day, you know, if we're successful with it, we will be a, a brand and a name that is recognized in in many different industries and markets not just mm. food not just hot sauce but with music with with beer mm. with business mm. with you know with whatever else we have we we sponsor uh guys who race uh like uh you know like uh, auto sports racing stuff yeah, yeah. like that yep. bike racing dirt track racing like you know the motorsports world the music world and even within the music world different That's genres. Brilliant. Of
0: music, you
1: you know getting getting involved in in, in this with you in, in sort of like the business community a little bit more that the yes. we're 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 dropping a pin on the map all over the place and and while at the beginning that might look scattered and clustered and and, and confused the more of those we drop you're, you're gonna it's gonna start to paint a picture 100% that picture is like we are we're across the board we're across the map and we're friends with with everybody. Like we we want to we want to build connections and and make allies with people in in all industries and all businesses. And you know that may sound like our focus is is being diluted, but but it's not. Our focus mm-hmm. is what we do. But to make what we do successful and reach the people that we want to reach, we have to we have to branch out and do that. And like doing things like this is is such an amazing way to do that. And you know I I I've thought a few times like the past year or so i've done quite a few podcasts uh, as a guest and it has made me think like you know this would be a cool thing to do um you know reverse the role maybe maybe you know one day uh you know i'm hosting a podcast and rather than me uh uh, you know deciding to go and and talk to people that are interested in speaking to me in, in their field Maybe we bring them in and and we bring that attention into what we're doing and, and sort of like reverse the role. So, you know, maybe we do this.
0: Be- we, we do this all the time. I've literally had, uh, you know, guests that I've been trying to book for months. And they're like, Ryan, I enjoyed our conversation so much. I'd love to have you on my podcast. And I'd like yeah, to talk well, to you from I mean- from different perspective. Right. I mean, I think yeah. it's awesome. So my, we, we get reach outs like I do podcast coaching for for you name it. I mean, we where we literally sit on a Zoom call and I'm showing the person like you're. You know, here's the 12 steps to building and creating a podcast, though, because people, you know, especially CEOs or founders of companies, they're looking for They're first of all, a lot of companies now are are getting behind are getting outside from the logo. They're understanding that as much as I love your logo, I want to hear from you. I need to see you. Where's the human behind this? And and what better way is there to place you as an expert in your field with authority than standing up in front of the camera and saying, what's up, world today? You know on another episode we're talking about one of the coolest dudes in Canada Mr. Al, right? Who's then talking about hot ones and it's like what the hell is going on here today? We we've yeah. been on this damn conversation for an hour and 32 minutes. How do you even do that? People don't even talk for that long anymore. Oh dude. <laughs> <laughs> Every time well, that- you and I are going like a half an hour, 45 minutes over, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know you know what? Like like you said it's like you got to you got to sort of make make that impression and and if you can like like you said last night you know or not last night recently you had uh you know the, the founder of Reebok on you're, yep. you're talking to a billionaire mogul in in the, the sports and apparel industry and then you know today you're talking to me yep. like so the fact that the fact that you are branching out and you're speaking to people all over the map like that but there is there's a common there's a common element on your side of it and that it's you know business entrepreneurship uh different success stories in different mm. directions like so mm. you're you're pulling people into your world from all kinds of different worlds of that are you're surrounded with, and now you're interjecting yourself into all of them by doing that. It's amazing. And
0: now, and now, what what else am I pulling in now? What's this?
1: Now the brand is here. Now Hot sauce,
0: here. man! And we're talking, we freaking eating wings here because because I, I, me and you are the same. I'm I'm sitting here thinking, even myself. I mean, I talk to my wife all the time. I'm like, honey, out of 120 some episodes we've done, like what percentage has been business and entrepreneurship? She's like about 80. I said, what what percentage has been about, you know, personal development, self-development? She's probably like, well, another 20%. And I'm like, but we, we don't represent just all that. We like food. We like, uh, you know, yeah. I like cognacs. I like cigars. I like all kinds of things. And, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we, but specifically we love the food industry. I find it creative. And, you know, hence when you start putting things in the universe, that two days later watching hot ones, because we had a couple yep. of minutes just on the TV and there comes you guys. And I'm like. Bingo! That's a pin, right? That's why again, right? Hey guys, you know, know, Ryan, let's revisit the conversation in in January. No, let's revisit the conversation now because I think we can get something done. So let's do it. Absolutely. And And now we're in January doing this. Doing it again. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not magic, man. It's not just magic. There's a method to the madness, right?
1: Yeah, no, you had, you had a vision of of how this was going to go down and and you put it out there, you know. There's there's a laws of attraction kind of thing going on there. You you had an 100. idea and an opportunity presented itself to you because you manifested that in a way by by putting it in in your mind. And now you know it, it came to you in the sense of like, yo, you saw hot ones, you saw us, you made that connection. And you know then then it. the idea you had initially, uh, it didn't necessarily line up with where I thought we were at at the time. But y- you were determined. You had a goal. <laughs> you had a vision of this happening the way it's happening. Yep and guess what here we are it's happening I, we just crushed a bunch of chicken wings <laughs> talked about this that and the other so you know is you're this your
0: first that. ever time though eating hot wings with your sauces on a podcast
1: it is yes
0: yay <laughs> yo man, dude man like, i'm forever cemented in your life true. regardless now man i'm i'm one of the first man <laughs> absolutely this is the first it's funny because
1: like i've been asked many 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 times to do what we're doing and like Eat, eat the hot ones, you know, lineup kind of thing. And and it's never happened. So yeah. this is the first time that I've actually, you know, prepared wings and eaten them with somebody like this in this setting. And, and uh, it's weird. It I, didn't, I didn't even,
0: I didn't drop our first episode that we did yet because I'm still such a stickler because my first original vision is the first time I want to drop an episode or a video with you guys, I need to eat wings. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't reverse it. It's like, it's like, it's like going to the store and you knew you wanted the gold one. And they had silver and then you got it and you left and you said, No, I wanted the gold one. And you land up going back yeah. months later and getting the gold one. Cause you weren't it wasn't yeah. the vision you had, you know, and it doesn't, it won't, it won't it suffice. Doesn't.
1: No, you have to, you know what? There's there's a lot of room in life for compromise and sacrifice, but sometimes you gotta be hard headed and and go after exactly what you want when and how you want it. And if you want it bad enough, you're gonna get it. And well look, you did. It worked. <laughs> so and, and not only did it work, this will happen again now because now I realize like, hey, you know what? This is uh this is more approachable than I thought it would be. Like, this is doable, this is fun, and, and if people like watching this, if
0: this is something that Tell is. Tell me exciting this doesn't look good watch, right now though. Come on, this is your brand. Yeah. You gotta be like, yo, this looks awesome. This is gonna you... be I love <laughs>
1: I love the setup you got going on. And I see in the background there, you've got some more sauces up on the shelf <laughs> with your sneakers and your salt lamp and, you know, your football helmet. We have, we have managed to work our way into the backdrop of your, your, this is called today. I am enough
0: wall, man. This is a special wall for me. This is, this is the wall, uh, you know, amongst my entrepreneurship. There's little moments here when, whenever I get self doubt, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur 12 years now since I was 24 years old. And, you know, there's certain things on here that it, everything has a method to the madness behind me. And that's it's, why I work with brands and man. partnerships. My goal is, uh, for the show is never to work with 150 or 250 brands. I, I, I don't want to be a radio station, you know, uh, reading out bullshit 15-second ad run-throughs. That, that's going to kill everything. My thing yeah. is to strategically have, you know, great partnerships that when people come to the show, they can maybe learn a little bit about entrepreneurship, learn a little bit about hot sauce. Feel good, have some fun, and walk away saying that was a great sixty-minute conversation. For this, I got two takeaways, and it's going to help me get to where I need to go in my own life. The end.
1: Yeah, man, that's it. Like you, you nailed it. Like if you can just like keep it, keep it simple, keep it focused, but also keep it interesting. You know, like bring people in. Like someone who's like a repeat listener of your podcast. Um, you know, human beings by nature, they, they have more interests than one. They have more focus than one. Of course. And sometimes for, for people like myself, like when I get home at the end of the day, if, if I've had a very mentally exhausting day, I, I suffer from uh, like decision fatigue a lot. I find at the end of the day, Um, Mm. a lot of days I have to make so many decisions that I know have uh, a a significant impact on not just myself, but other people in the business and the business as a whole, Mm. I need to just dial my brain down and kind of not, not have to think about too much. So I'll go home, I'll I'll hop on YouTube and I'll just go down the rabbit hole. And, and I have, you know, broad, broad range of interests in different things and something will just present it to me. It's like, Oh, I like that. I'm going to watch that. And, and Mm. I learned so much that way. And I. I, I understand things better because I just take the time to immerse myself in them in that. And initially I'm doing it as a way to to turn off at the end of the day. But by doing that, I'm also absorbing a lot of amazing information, facts, in history, learning about people, um, for things that, that I do in my life, whether it be, you know, motorsports or, or music or food or, or whatever, you know, but just taking the time to to tune in and watch so like I'm sure there are people who tune into your podcast regularly and you know one day one day you're talking about one day talking to uh, you know Kevin O'Leary and and then now you're talking to me it's like those are all over the map and, yeah. and I feel like that's a thing you're saying the focus is, is you know diversify away from just business and just entrepreneurship and marketing mm. and that's great because the people that come for that they also like other things, just like you like more than just business. You yeah. know, like, look at the wall behind you. You got football. You got music. You got hot sauce. You got it all.
0: It's, it's a represent, Yeah, and, I mean, family for me is number one. And then after that, it's always business. I don't even, I don't, I'm a two-gear dude, man. I mean, I don't do wings with the boys. I don't go, I, I am a father. I am a husband. If I'm yeah. not doing business, all my time goes to my kids and my family. I could give a shit about doing anything else. It's just the way I'm programmed. You know, two yep. gears that way. So uh, what I was going to say, Seth Godin, have you ever heard of Seth Godin? He's a marketing person. He's a huge, if you ever Google him, you'd love Seth Godin. Anyway, he came the name, on the, the show. Name sounds great for yeah, because he's a god, he's like a godfather of of marketing. He's, he's crazy. He's a bald guy with the yellow glasses. I mean, if you see his face, if you ever Google him, you'll be like, oh, I've seen him before. Anyway. Yeah, okay. The biggest thing about having a podcast or a show or doing this is, Kind of what I alluded to before. Some podcast hosts, they put too much weight on the guest. And there's a million podcasts out there. You know, 90% of new podcasts don't make it past episode 7. This is a, this is a factual statistic. So when you're bringing people on and you're talking to them, the, the, the common denominator is myself. So when I bring on a guest, I don't say, Okay, I treat it like welcome home. And today, you are my co-star. And when you're my co-star, we are in this together and we're pushing and we're pulling and we're talking and we're, you know, I like the audience to feel like they're, they're eavesdropping on two old friends having a just a a normal chat because it humanizes it and they can pluck from it what they will. And to me, that's the greatest science. Uh, fuck podcasting. I don't give a shit about the word podcasting. I'm creating yeah. a fucking show, man. I'm creating a cause here. Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm not just podcasting, man. If you want to start a podcast, go get crushed. You want to start a cause and a purpose? Oh, well, let's get it on, yeah. man. Keep showing up. Yeah, man. That's the
1: bet. Like I'm. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and the ones that I enjoy most are the ones that ramble on for four, or five hours. This like, <laughs> to that to the other. <laughs> they start out talking about like they'll have a you know a celebrity on you know it's just done a movie they start out talking about the movie and by the end of it they're talking about you know tripping on peyote in the desert it's like like, everything along the way there's so many twists and turns
0: and and
1: the only way that that resonates with people is if it's organic and natural and to achieve that you have to be comfortable to just converse and open up and and you know reveal a little bit about yourself maybe more than you thought you might be comfortable to do so but just put it out there and there's no there's no wrong answers you know we're, we're talking about our lives about ourselves as people our businesses our, our backgrounds there's no wrong answer to the questions you ask or or, or the answers I nope. give it's just you know it is what it is and people are gonna take what they will from it some people are gonna be like that guy's an idiot you know what does he have to say about yeah. this and, and yeah. other people might, yeah. might draw some inspiration from it <laughs> and that's amazing and and yeah. for the people that don't like it's all good like it's not not everything is for everybody but no um, to no. be able to 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 make those connections with people and and have a conversation go 12 different directions or more over the course of a single conversation, I think that's what makes good content. And I know myself as as a consumer of this type of thing, I love that. If I Mm. knew that a podcast from start to finish was gonna be about one subject and one subject only, well, you know what? I'm gonna read I'm gonna read the, the, the thumbnail and right away decide if I'm gonna get into that or not. Yep. Whereas yep. when it's something like like an episode of Rogan or something, oh, the thumbnail might okay. say, Hey, I'm talking to you know, X person today, and I know, oh hey, that person's an athlete. So they probably start the conversation talking about football or MMA or, or whatever, but by the end of it, I might learn so many things that I've never ever heard of before and, and that's what I want. So hmm. that that's amazing content. Rogan I mean, is so the inspiration,
0: good. man. Yeah. when well, I wanted to create a show and I was going down the pigeonhole of should I niche down should I niche down hardcore hardcore I'm like no man Ryan holtz is not just one thing I'll get bored yeah. and, and that's not a true representation of who I am you know I I can't talk sure. to the guest and 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 have fun and, and put some really good wax on this unless I'm invested into into the subjects yeah. that I'm talking to right so what you said it, I mean, I totally get it. That's why I, first initial conversation with you, I, I just thought, man, this guy needs, This guy should have his own podcast too. I mean, you're you're a well, great talker, and you got you got a lot of buckets to pull from. You've been doing a yeah. lot of different things in your life.
1: Yeah, I've done some. I've done some weird stuff. I've done some cool stuff. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting point. Is like, I think one of the things I like about about Rogan specifically, and I mean, there's others like him too. But I'll use him as an example again because it's so you know common. Um, I feel like he's not scared to come across as though he doesn't know about something. So he has a guest on that's an expert in something he's not sitting there like okay so I know that this and this and this what's your opinion on that it's like Uh. hey uh, how does this work? I don't know shit about this. Like he yes. sits down with He doesn't pretend to know about you know uh, you know yes. physics and space and and all the technology behind Tesla and all that kind of stuff. He sits there and in a way makes himself sound dumb sometimes and is like, yes Man, how the fuck does a battery make a car go from zero to 100 miles an hour in three seconds or whatever it is. And, and he's not But every to, question you're asking, you
0: know, Al, every question he asks that everybody says maybe looks dumb, are you all the listeners are thinking of the question because they wanna know too. That's exactly, the brilliance of it.
1: Exactly. You have to be comfortable to put yourself out there and, and like you said it earlier, you're gonna make yourself vulnerable and, and you have to be willing to accept that someone is gonna be like, Man, you should have known the answer to that before you asked it, or you should educate yourself on who you're talking to. But like if, if I you know what? If I were to ever have a podcast, my jam would be I have interest in so many areas that I know little to nothing about and I want to learn. So I'm going to bring people on and ask them questions and educate Mm. myself by way of doing that. And the connections you're going to make with people, (laughs) knowledge you're going to gain is like – and that's worth it just for that, whether it's furthering your brand or taking you somewhere oh, or not, you're going to find that much more you know, upstairs than, than you had the day before. You're so, so damn I, I smart, man. Awesome. You're so
0: damn smart. I'm so much smarter since I started this podcast. I mean, when you're talking to people like Reebok Founders, Kevin O'Leary's, Montel Jordans, this is how we do it, SWV's. I mean, I've talked to so many different people and it's just yeah. like uh, I'm going to church, man. I'm going to a clinic like I'm I'm getting I don't know. A couple hundred years of university condensed down into, you know, a couple yeah, I mean, hundred hours, right? You know what I mean. So you're getting
1: you're getting school of life an hour <laughs> at a time. You know.
0: Yes.
1: Man, valuable, man. That's valuable. Like, and every person you talk to, the next person you talk to, whether you realize it or not, you're bringing something from that last conversation into the next one. One hundred percent. I guarantee you both you and I later today or tomorrow are going to say something or reference something that came up in this conversation and you may 100. not even realize it's happening, but it's going to happen. And, and I think that happens with everybody all the time. So why not embrace it and, and, and push for it? Cause it's, it's
0: amazing. Al, we both got to get back to running some businesses in our day. As much as uh, we've been talking for an hour and 47 minutes, this is definitely considered a long format, uh, a long format show. Uh, tell everybody how they can find you. You got a new product going out. You also you also have a scorpion. So, uh, yeah, grace our listeners with how they can get your product, uh, get their hands on the product, and and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, well, so if, if you're if you're shopping in Canada, if you're shopping online, heartbeathotsauce dot com. Uh, the whole product line is now available online through our website. Uh, we do have a couple of products that were former or previously not available uh, in Canada or, or online through us. They now are. Um, the Scorpion is, is it's new on the market, uh, last last sauce on Hot one Season 13, uh, you can get it now online. Uh, our Poirier's Louisiana style uh, available exclusively online through heartbeathotsauce.com. Uh, if you shop it in the US or internationally, you can go to heatness.com. They're our official US partner distributing the sauce uh, in, in the United States and overseas. So heartbeathotsauce.com, heatness.com for the Louisiana. Uh, Scorpion is, is new now available as is everything it's all out there and uh, you know we have love for all the products whether they're new or old um, and uh, you know also we we are huge supporters of, of pushing people to, to buy locally in their community so in today's world uh, mm. you know, online shopping is a big thing Amazon mm. all the rest of it you know you can find mm. us on Amazon but if you have an opportunity to go to your local grocery store or you know your local boutique shop uh, that carries our sauce please do that you know support local business right now um, you know, there's a lot of businesses out there that are struggling and suffering, and uh, a lot of them are able to remain open right now. They need the love and support. So, go to our website. We've got a retailer map. You can punch in your postal code or your zip code, and it's going to show you the closest possible place you can buy our products. We do our best to keep all of our retailers, you know, well stocked at all times. So, uh, hit up the map on the website. Find a local shop and and go show them some love and, uh, you know, try the products out that way. And uh, everybody wins a little bit in that sense. So that would be, uh, you know, something I would strongly encourage for sure if you can do that.
0: That's a great idea. Al, Al, is there any, uh, and you have to name them here, but I think maybe it would be cool is when I post it on Instagram, if you guys work with a couple of small uh, businesses and around your area that, you know, could use uh use some love maybe you can just uh send me over their uh instagram usernames and then we can tag them and just say hey man you know please go yeah. down and support some of these these local small establishments because I, I i'm a big proponent of that right now you know anything i can do yeah. to, to really draw attention and focus on that too right
1: yeah it's huge it's like it's a mix of you know you got to stay safe and if you can't go out there uh out to the stores you know we do want to make ourselves available yeah. online for well, we're, yeah. we're, a, we're a small luxury that people can have in their lives right now and and if you can if you have the means to take advantage of that while while times are tough for some people amazing and and thank you from the bottom of my heart mm. uh, but you know what if you do have an opportunity to go out and and, and shop local and support the local retailers um, that is so huge you know there's so many stores out there and businesses that are that are really struggling right now and any any amount of support they get is amazing and uh, you know we want to share the love that way so yeah man I'll share some uh, mm. I'll share some names with you. You know, in our neighborhood, in your neighborhood, and, and you know, Perfect. all around this place. And I'd say, honestly, the easiest thing is, uh, you know, hit up the website and, and look at that map. We tried to make it really simple. You plug in your postal code, mm. and, and it's going to give you a list of, of the closest. Uh, you know, all the way to you know uh, whatever might be closest to you uh, geographically, and, and you know, you can go find the products in person. And then, you know, if they don't have something you're interested in, you know, there is the online options as well. But uh, you know, show show some love to the stores if you can.
0: And we have a couple bottles. Heartbeat and Al and the team have uh, been gracious enough to give us a couple bottles. If you've enjoyed this episode, it's very simple. Take a screenshot on your phone. Tag Heartbeat Hot Sauce and at Ryan Holtz1. And I'm just going to pick one random person. I will ship it anywhere in North America and uh, and we'll call it a day. If you have listened to this podcast and enjoyed it, please drop a five-star review on iTunes as well as this will be available on YouTube. You can subscribe, youtube.com forward slash Ryan Holtz. And remember, curiosity should always be your mandate. Mr. Al, it's been a pleasure, my man.
1: Thank you, brother. This was was fun, and I, I can't wait to do it again.